Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome. Good morning. Welcome back welcome to the back. Triforce Podcast. Welcome back, Sips. Oh, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back, Pyrian. Thank you for How having you? me. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here with all of you. It's um, wonderful to be here. I hope that you guys are all well, keeping keeping well, keeping I fresh, keeping tight. Keep keep it tight above all. Keep it tight and fresh. And I hope that that's how you guys are keeping it. Absolutely. <laughs> if I taught you anything. He's, he's, that was the, in fact, fresh. when we met, those were the first things. He leaned in for it. We had a handshake and Sips grabbed my hand and leaned in. He said, keep it tight and fresh. And I thought, I'm going to remember those words. Yeah. Words to live by. And I've, I've kept them with me. That's the wisdom. If there were a little book of, of um, wise words to live by, you don't need anything other than keep it tight and fresh. Honestly, I it's guess. a two page book. It could just book. be blank. You just, it's like one of those, it's a very, it looks like a thick book, but it's actually just two very thick pages. And on one page it says tight, on the other page it says fresh. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Keep it. And the cover says keep it. <laughs> keep it tight. Keep it's it like fresh. a 90s rap. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like. Like tight and fresh sound like terrible rappers from the nineties. Tight yeah. and fresh, mm, I like. That. Can we can we talk about this story that has been really interesting over the last couple of days? The Wall Street bets thing with GameStop. Oh yeah, I, I could talk about it, but I don't really understand it. What no. don't you understand? You're gonna have to explain to me from like as if I was a complete idiot. What's what's going okay. on? Explain it to me like I'm five. So, do, do you guys know what um <clears throat> a short position is? No. Right, so I know what. I know what GameStop is. It's right. a fading I know retailer. What, yeah. I know what Wall Street is. Okay. All right. Good. We're way ahead of where I thought we'd be. Well, well, no, let's define this as well. Let's define what Wall Street is, okay. Sips, if you know what it is. All right. Wall, Wall it's Street a building, yeah, is... It's, it's, a, it's a road in uh, New York City, and uh, the, it's, it's got the New York Stock Exchange building on it, and the building has a uh, statue of a giant bull. Uh, out, outside of it. That's all I know. This is true. Right. Is now, true. that's not really what Wall Street is. I mean, that right. obviously is that is you what Wall Street is. But in your question. Well, I wasn't. But I think what Wall Street is, is actually represents the older generation of, of investment and massive investment firms right. who have who have existed for a very long time. Sure, the stock exchanges are on Wall Street and there, I'm sure, some firms work there. But it's, it's really... It's, it the, it's the home of, of the big banks, isn't it? Of the the, the biggest banks uh, in America, and and therefore probably by extension, certainly <clears throat> most of the biggest ones in the world are right there on Wall Street. And yeah, they deal in stocks and shares and all the other <clears throat> shit that goes along with that. That's that's yeah. that's Wall Street. And then you've got GameStop, which was uh, a company with a value of three dollars. Uh, its stock, that is, was three dollars a share. Um, as you said, a failing business. Um, <laughs> well, I think a lot of people compared it to Blockbuster Video. Yeah, it's right? exactly because the same. They yeah. don't have an online presence. You know, they don't have plans to <laughs> break away from brick and mortar stores. Which, yeah. which I've always heard of GameStop described as 
the very lucrative used game market, which I don't <laughs> right. deny is possibly very lucrative, but certainly the model <laughs> of it is... I mean, you is... can't take a digital download there and sell it again, because obviously that's no. impossible. So there, there goes their model, really. But me, for me personally, uh, having oh, I've only a couple of times bought or traded in used games, and then they were when I was younger. Right, because um, you, you know needed I mean? the moolah to buy something new, right? Like that, Because I didn't have much pocket money or stuff, and if I wanted to buy a game, it was a big expensive thing, and uh, I honestly felt like even buying used games back then was probably more expensive than it should have well, been. Well, yeah, they kind of ripped you off, because like, they were never worth the amount that they charged for those used games, you know what I mean? And they were no. always sticky. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like anytime you buy a used game, like the cartridge itself was sticky. It's it's true. It was just like yeah. other people's weird like hand gunk on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was I I'm and then I just I honestly am surprised that they still are a thing. Um and I think a lot of people were yeah. surprised. It would that be like finding that's why the stock price went down to yeah. $3. I mean apparently there is like one blockbuster store left in some remote place somewhere, I think, in either Canada or America, apparently. Um, I don't know if that's true. It was I, I saw an article or a video or something on the internet. Anyway. I think that those things exist, because weirdos exist, PFLAX. I think there's some weirdo still running a blockbuster. It will be. He's like, I've been, my family have been running blockbuster video for generations. My grandpappy ran a blockbuster, and his grandpappy ran a blockbuster, and I've got to run a blockbuster despite the fact left, that Netflix though. exists. I think there's one left. Like that's all we can handle. The last now. remaining store uh, is in Morley, West Australia, closed its doors, so there is one left. Yeah, it's oh, like in Ohio yeah. or something. It's in, right? It is in Bend, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Sorry. <laughs> Bend. Is it? Do you reckon it's in one of these? Um, do you reckon there's there's going to be like modern um, Amish people who? No, are it's not even. It'll like be like VCRs. Twin Peaks. It'll be like the like, town the, of like, Twin Peaks. Right. Okay. That's where so the blockbuster is. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of old people who have always just like been car mechanics or whatever um, that like to rent VHS tapes. It's <laughs> <laughs> very wholesome. What if it only did porn? What if you went there and it was it was only porn? That was it. At Blockbuster. Well, I'm just guessing that's the way you could stay alive would be <laughs> with porn. With porn. It's not somewhere. that kind of busting. A different bust entirely. <laughs> so anyway, GameStop. So uh the, the subreddit Wall Street Bets, which I've I've dipped in and out of it over the, the, the last few years because they often post uh, what they call loss porn, which is where people post pictures of their horrific losses, and sometimes it's mind-boggling, and also their their gains, and sometimes that's mind-boggling too. And it, it there's all kinds of memes there and stuff. It's kind of a crazy place. <clears throat> I've never invested and um, I probably wouldn't because I think it is it is a little risky. But even I might get a, l a little app and, uh, you know, chuck a hundred bucks on there. And uh, if they're if they're going after a stock, why not? I mean, they've driven the price of GameStop up over like, I think, three thousand eight hundred percent or something like that. Like they, it, it's just going up and up and up as they're all buying. And because the share price is going up, this is where it gets difficult for these short sellers. So you've got these hedge, hedge funds, which are basically gambling institutes for wealthy people. And they've got billions of dollars. Now, a short position is when I say, like, the, one of the things you can do with 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 short and long uh, positions is, I buy some shares from you, right? Let's say Sips has some shares. Let's say Sips has a thousand shares in GameStop. Right. I borrow those shares from you, and I say I'm going to give them back to you, uh, you know, in three months' time. Uh, you'll get your thousand shares back, and for letting me borrow them, I'm going to give you a little bit of money. So you say, well, they weren't doing anything anyway, and I'm going to get them back. So no problem. So uh, you give me your shares, I give you a little bit of money, 
I've now got those shares valued at $3. So I sell them immediately because I think the price of the shares is going to go down. So I sell the shares at $3. The price drops to $1 a share. I buy back the 1,000 shares and I keep the, the difference. And I give you back your 1,000 shares. It's not my fault they're now worth $1. I just have to return you 1,000 shares of GameStop or whatever. So the short position is that they're saying we 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 owe a whole bunch of people shares in GameStop when these we, short we, positions come yeah. due. The short positions are saying we bet that the price will go down. Right, because then I know that I sold it at the price I, I got it from you at, and I I think it's going to go down, so I can then buy them back at a lower price and give you back your thousand shares, and I, I keep the difference in, in, in profit. The problem is if those shares go up, I still owe you a thousand shares, and I now need to buy a thousand shares for you uh, and, and return them to you, and that might end up costing me money. Now, normally the, the spread wouldn't be that big, but because of what's happened with Wall Street bets, all these hedge funds that had short positions on GameStop, when they bought these shares at fuck all, like they got them and sold them at fuck all, now they're worth like hundreds of dollars per share, so they're going to lose billions. And a lot of them have had to close out their positions and, and buy the shares. Absolutely. And because they have to buy these shares to then give back to people, that's more shares being bought, so the price goes up even more. And, and and the thing about it is is that it's not even that. It's it's almost like derivatives. So the, the way they work is, instead of doing this with Sips and buying the share off him, you kind of buy fake shares. You go to a bank and you say, buy, I, I would like to, to make a bet on these shares. And even though you're not, you're, you're paying a, a small amount, like a, a very small premium, a little fraction of the money to buy 10 or 100 or 1,000 shares worth. Um, so you can play that position. So it was as if you were buying the shares right. and selling them back. You're, you're actually saying to a bank, I'm just going to play that game. Yeah. Right? It's silly, isn't it? And I'm going to pay money to, to let you play that game for me kind of thing. I mean, these 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 things these things are called options, and and basically they're they're a derivative, and 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 that means that that you're like often not always, but often liable to these potentially massive losses if the trade goes the wrong way. And and I think most people expect GameStop. <laughs> it's like a house of cards, right? right everyone right, right. Goes, everyone looks at that and says, this is not going to be. The next Tesla. This is next. Not going to be the next Apple. You know, this is a, a business that, you know, even if somehow they turn around and they have an e-store selling games that brings them into the twentieth century. Um, do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> like even even if they even if they like start, I, I, I don't even know what they could business. do. What could they do? What are they going to start a platform know. that competes because, with Steam and Epic? And exactly. I mean, you know, Blizzard and, and Ubisoft have been trying to do this for the last 10 years and, you know, just about surviving. And Epic is, is I assume, doing okay. But, like, you know, what's GameStop going to do? They're not going to... It's it's not... Whereas the point is that with someone like Tesla, you think, well, maybe the US government is going to say, let's put money into all of our post vans and make them all Teslas or let's make all of our things. We need batteries now for everyone's house. We need solar panels for everyone's house. Yeah. I don't know. They might do some big innovation. Right, right. Right? And suddenly Tesla have got all this technology. Maybe Toyota are like, well, we're going to make this electric car. Let's buy Tesla's batteries. You know, you can see like this potential with all of the knowledge base and like stuff that Tesla has. But with GameStop, it's just nothing. But what's happening here is that the price, well, the GameStop price at the moment of, of is three hundred and fifty dollars from three dollars, right. which is 
crazy. And so it's causing this kind of distortion, I guess, in the, 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 the markets that have always been abused and manipulated so heavily by conventional right. money players. I, I think, and I think that's where the biggest problem for people comes in is that now Wall Street and a lot of their defenders and, and buddies are complaining because it's like, well, yeah, but manipulating the market is wrong when other people do it because a lot of these short positions that these hedge funds have, they'll then go and get their media buddies to say, wow, GameStop is fucked. The share price tanks even more and their short positions come good. Like that's that's a thing that happens. And I think it's interesting to me that this subreddit, Wall Street Bets, is not. They're not manipulating the media. They're just basically saying to each other, this is what we're going to do and committing to holding on to these shares to and watching the price go up. That's not the same yeah. as going to your buddies at CNBC or whatever and saying, uh, hey, uh, we're, we're a short on GameStop. We think it's really going to go bad. And they just go, oh, really? And they go on there, oh, there's short positions on GameStop. GameStop's going to go bad. And then magically it does. It's like, why are you allowed to manipulate it? These but guys I, are just think, doing... Th it's, it's almost like a democratic thing. I, I, I have way more respect for the Wall Street bets guys and motherfuckers on Wall Street. But the whole system is completely fucked up. Like, yeah, it's I, ridiculous. I, again, I'm not... I'm not an expert, and I don't really understand what's going on with the, all this GameStop stuff. And I don't also know what's going to happen by the time this pod goes out, podcast goes out in a week, because it's crazy. But at the moment, it's really um, interesting to see. I mean, it, it's a classic thing that can happen in the market. And it's I assume it's legal to say, I'm going to invest in this thing. Let's pump it up. Let's pump this stock up. And then everyone jumps on the bandwagon. They pump it all up together. And then at a certain point, though... At a certain point on this stuff, usually the big banks and the big money gets out first before the little guy because the, the big bank has access to things like being able to trade after hours or being able to, you know, da 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 da, da or doing some <laughs> bullshit where they get their money Good out detail, first. Right? I don't know. I yeah. think the important it, it, point here is the da 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 da. I don't know. But I, I always get the impression that, you know, someone's going to lose money in this, right? Like, yeah. There's the, the money has to come from somewhere. If people are making money, other people are losing money. And yeah, at the yeah. moment, it feels like the big banks are losing money and the, the individual chumps on Reddit are making money. But like, if I if if anything, if a hundred years of financial finagling, you know, is like yeah, but surely gone the banks to like, aren't who has the gigantic fun. mega buildings but, but, in But this in hasn't happened before. That's the thing. I don't think this is ever, this is this is a new thing that banks have had to deal with. People outside of financial institutions organizing something like this. It's never happened before. To, it does to my feel knowledge. like a protest. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. It's a generation of people. That's what they're all saying. Is that th these were the kids of 2008. You know, they watched all this shit happen. To some extent, this is a good thing in a sense, because I think GameStop probably was uh, fundamentally undervalued when it was really, really cheap. You know, because I think the I think the pandemic has caused everything to be... I think, I think a lot of the times this is... I imagine, I don't know. I imagine this is how it works. Someone in a big company like a big bank will be like, well, identify a company that they think is undervalued. They will, and then they will flag that up and use their massive corporate power to buy up a bunch of those shares or, or you know, options of those shares. So when the price doubles of that thing that they've pumped, they actually make hundred times because you know, right. they've bought all these options, right? And so then they sell and then they've, they've made a hundred times the money. That's a, that's kind of a, a, uh, uh, and Lewis's idiotic idea of how the financial system works, right? But I, I assume this kind of stuff isn't 
illegal, right? If you if you just tell all your friends, you tell all the other banks, you tell the CNBC, you tell that weird financial guy, you know, it's a stock tip. You know, I, I assume all that is totally it's, illegal to those, do. Yeah, it's one of those things. It isn't a, illegal until it is sort of thing, right? Like if some, some big boy gets burned or or whatever, then it's likely that it'll be become illegal or be seen as illegal or there'll be some reparations there. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's, I think there's like right. fail, fail safes for a lot of this stuff. But then in, in, in a lot of cases there, there's not, I guess, you know, you see, you see people get fucked over by this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, fairly regularly, I guess. It's not like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't do, I don't really know about I don't, much I of don't this st- stuff. I don't hear about anywhere it. near any of this stuff because no. it terrifies me. It's like, like even Bitcoin, which feels like actually Bitcoin feels to me like a cool, good idea, right? It feels like it's a kind of limited thing where you've only got a certain amount of them. And so therefore, you know, if you want some, you know, you, there's no bank that can just print extra or no government I want that some can now. just make extra. Fuck, they're worth like 40K or something. It's insane. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Maybe, Sips, they'll go to 100K. You know, maybe yeah, they maybe. go to 200K. Maybe. You don't know. We don't know. And so we're scared to get in or you, you're, you're always going to miss out. It's like, yeah. it's like, but but then again, it might go to nothing because Bitcoin is, is you Vol- know. Volatility what, manifest. Really. I think and if you're into it and you understand it and you're interested in it, it's fair enough. To me, it just it's just complication in my life that I do not need. Like I don't <laughs> I don't need to think about that and I don't want to think about that and therefore well, it's, it's I avoid it. playing a game with money yeah. often. That's the thing and I think these the, I always think of Wall Street as the professional poker players, you know, the old guard, the, those men at the table you know, you see these poker games with these men who've been playing poker for, you know, hundreds of years, it feels like. Yeah. But, imagine, you know, but imagine if those guys are gambling with other people's money yeah. and if they go bust, the government... It fucks over AKA, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, so their, their money is like tied up in people's pensions and houses and jobs. So if they lose, they just go to the bank, a.k.a. the, the government, and say, we lost all our money. And we're important poker players. They say, oh, have some money back. That's that's the kind of poker game it is. And I think that's that what's is, pissed a that lot of is people it. off. And that pisses off a lot of people. And I think that we want, don't want that to be the case. But I think that is the case. I yeah, think if that's, the banks you know, went the 2008 bust, that's crisis the problem. Was, was horrible yeah. for a lot of people. And I think every time, you know, as part of our financial system, recessions are a thing. I don't know. Like, I, I've, I was watching The Crown. Oh, yeah. And a lot of The Crown seems to be about... Prime ministers in the sort of seventies and eighties having to worry about oh inflation's out of control we have to devalue the pound oh I don't know there's like and that's that's enough to get a prime minister out of power you know oh well you know the financial system was falling apart I don't know I feel like I feel like now it's just like not a big deal anymore like we can just like no one complains about the that sort of economy and stuff and thinks about it these sort of ways. Back then it was like, oh, let's just sell some more fighter jets to Iran. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was kind of weird, like where like they had, like they treated countries more like they were companies. And so, you know, when a, when a country had to make some money, like, like, like back in the, in America with the Contras, you know, in order to fund some of these projects, illegal wars and things, they had to, do some drug deals and stuff right, like right. and and you read about this stuff and you're like you know obviously there was a, a, a some sort of 
like there was some sort of ceiling on how much money you could print and send out. And I, I just, I just see these these news articles where it's like, you know, Biden's new rescue package, and I'm like, where does this? I, I don't understand where this money comes from and, and what it really means and why and why it's not a problem to do it. And so it's it's kind of this bizarre world we we live in. Um, and and it worries me really in a sense like that the you know the pandemic has caused these and I don't I don't want there to be another recession in the same way as as 2008 that was very very harmful to a lot of people you know mm-hmm. a lot of people had a lot of hardship yep, yeah. yep. and we don't we don't need any more hardship we need we need less hardship in this world oh so anyway I'm a bit frustrated but yeah confused confused and frustrated i don't like i don't again i don't really follow much of this stuff or any of it really like i've heard like people talking about this but like it's it's so beyond like what i'm interested in or what i'd ever look into or whatever like i guess like the this like what i from what i understand uh there you know like a lot of people are saying well done reddit for like you know making a lot of money or something like like i guess there was like some sort of effort for people to like do this and 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 help out or or something i don't know but like i still don't really get like what's happened or why or anything see you weren't listening to the last 20 minutes (laughs) No, <laughs> like, my intro, my I'm 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 so so ambivalent towards it that yeah no I just sort of zoned out while you guys were even talking about so it. that's okay Sips so this week pretty much all I've been doing is playing Dyson Sphere program on yeah Steam. I picked that up I I tried it out briefly and it seems pretty cool like yeah I thought- it's Factorio so oh. fa- you know Factorio um but they've it's it's a sort of the idea of it is is that it's colorful you're building around a planet and the first time i realized that it was quicker for me to send a production line round the entire other side of the planet and you know circumnavigate the the little planet i was on rather than go straight forwards was was really interesting um, you can launch yourself into space, go to other planets, build stuff, um, build like a little space elevator there, a little space elevator. Yeah, just weird, a little tiny one. Uh, <laughs> and and build these sort of transport ships. You can lob solar sails at the sun and sort of slowly f- surround the sun by this cloud of things. And sometimes there's moments in it which look really great, but at its core, it is the same gameplay as Factorio. See, now, as um, much as you guys, like Sips of saying here, doesn't get it and has no interest and far from what he'd be concerned with when it comes to this Wall Street bet stuff with GameStop, when I look at Factorio, you to me, like it, it, it looks like someone has just spent all their free time tidying their house to a ridiculous degree. Like, it's yeah. that level of just ludicrous getting every hair out from between every floorboard, uh, you know, shake and vacuum the carpet, uh, not just scrubbing the sink, but taking all the pipes out from underneath the sink and cleaning those as well. Lifting the tiles up in the bathroom to clean the wall behind the tiles and carefully replacing them and regrouting them. Cleaning every speck of glass, making sure there's no piece of dust no, no, anywhere. No, no, no. That, that wouldn't be, would be Factorio. Factorio would be making sure that the pipes were taking the most efficient route to their destination. Right, right but so I, I'm, I'm like, trying to put it in terms of something I, I know I hate doing, which is cleaning. So it's, right. it's just oh. like, it's just mind-boggling to me when I see, I'll see, a, I saw, a, I think maybe it might have even been a trailer for Factorio, where it's zoomed in on a little part of a factory, and then it slowly zooms out, and you see this vast, unbelievable network of of lines and and conveyor belts and everything. I just thought, my God, that must have taken so long. And it all just looks yeah. like 
the same thing to me and it's just madness yeah you're i think it's it's one of those you either love it or or you hate it sort of thing like but but i think it speaks to who you are like if you enjoy that order and i know that i mean i know i think i think people who enjoy programming like it because there's a lot of sort of like efficiencies and stuff like that you know like sometimes when you're doing it you you kind of feel like you are programming in a way so I think it probably appeals to people like that, for example. I, I, I think that most games are a simple mechanic sheathed or, or, or hidden in pretty colors often, right? Like you're doing something over and over again. And that something, that gameplay loop, they call it, needs to be satisfying. You know, like digging a block in Minecraft is, is something you do again and again. Yeah. And I always go back to that one because it's very satisfying, but... But in in Factorio and a lot of games like Anno and even even simple games, you are tr- just trying to d- 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 get one resource and provide it to a place. And so it's like even it's even if it's like a, a Sim City where it's like a town and you need to give it food, you know, it's it's simple, right? Yeah. I think Factorio is the next evolution of that. It's bringing together multiple things from multiple locations. And putting them in to, to combine to make something else, and then taking that thing and making it something else, and taking that thing and making it something else, and before you know it, you have a very complicated production line. Yeah. And Factorio is the 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 the, the furthest along, I guess, of the the most. It's the it's the most spreadsheet like, I guess, of all of them. Satisfactory is the more three D FPS version. And it's it's much simpler. As much as I like Satisfactory, satisfactory, I I found Satisfactory kind of clunky at parts. And I think it's just because some of the buildings are just way too big and it's kind of hard to get like a good setup or it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as satisfying as maybe the title leads you to think because (laughs) you just end up playing this stupid, you know, trying to line things up properly sort of game. And it's just like... I don't know. I wish I wish there was less of that. I wish maybe that the buildings were a bit more compact, or that you could, you had more control over how the buildings looked or how big they could be or whatever. You know what I mean? You're, like, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, the Factorio uh, is the, the simplest, most most easy version of the game, whereas Satisfactory, I think, is um, it, like you know, imagine the the thing that you built in Factorio in half an hour. That's what you've built in 24 hours of Satisfactory. That's the same level of complexity, but Satisfactory is much more satisfying to see yeah. when you've got this landscape laid out in front of you on a planet of all of the stuff that you've built, and you're like, "Wow, yeah. look at my thing that that makes you know orbs of of copper or whatever." You know, um, what were you saying, Pflex? Because this is this is something which you know you must experience in gaming, right? Like, but uh, a, so what, what I trip. like in gaming. Um is is the chaos and trying to make it through the chaos the random events trying to respond to to changes and things so for example i the reason i think i dislike factorio is because it's about creating this order and it's all very perfect and and everything and i i just that's not me at all i'm a very chaotic right. badly it is, organized it's very list like it's like i in factorio it's like i need to do this you, then i need to there's... do iron then i need to do power then i need to do this thing then i need to do this yeah right. it's very that's much... the ideal way to play it though right I think but there... i don't see how you could play it any other some way. people do get enjoyment out of the chaos as well it's kind of like playing city skylines you know like and and managing the traffic some people are Which quite I'm happy very bad at. <laughs> having these these really gross you know bowl of spaghetti 
systems for traffic and stuff. And then when they're done and it's kind of working, they're they're like, great, like this is this is great. I really like enjoyed that or whatever. And I didn't feel like I had to be overly efficient or have 20 wikis open um, to, to do it sort of thing. And I think Factorio can be like that too. There's like enjoyment to be to be had, but if if you're approaching it like wanting to be the most efficient and and like a perfectionist then i feel like it'll be a, a frustrating experience cuz i think it takes a while to get there like i do the um the, the road thing in 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 whenever i've streamed uh, city skylines <laughs> i i like i like the chaos of that and the the madness of having like i've had the entire town is like, wow, we're doing really well on traffic here, guys. There seem to be hardly any cars. And then we pan around the city, yeah. and there's one roundabout that for some reason every single car that enters the city is using, and nothing's moving. And it's like, why is everybody dying? Yeah. Why aren't these dead bodies being picked up? And you see like a line of a hundred ambulances. <laughs> yeah. Stuck yeah. It's a like a it's like a plague victim. It's like it's like a it's like they're snowed in. But the yeah. the traffic generation in that game isn't scaled properly. Like like one uh. industrial um tile will produce like 10 trucks or something and right. it's like it's ridiculous like there's no way that it should even work like that and there's mods to sort of alleviate some of it or make it a bit better or whatever but i think but in the I, base I mean, I game the funny. traffic like, generation isn't great i would say but like like whenever i'm streaming it that that's one of the favorite things for chat is the awful traffic like, yes like, well it's, i mean it's the whole funny. game becomes about managing traffic right again like that's I, I i think that's a, that's a symptom of the bad in a sense something that they, i don't think that was intended i don't think that when city skylines developers sat down around a table and were making the game they were like okay guys so the core gameplay loop here is going to be traffic management yeah um, yeah so i know dave you particularly like traffic <laughs> management because you're a fucking massive nerd uh, so it, it feels like they intended it to be this that was just a side effect and that you have to wrestle with and it's a frustration yeah. I guess the, the most game. recent SimCity was the same they had this um, they had this engine running sort of like it was like kind of like an AI layer to the engine that handled uh, traffic and, and like spawning entities and stuff and but they had a, like a rush hour right so like at, at certain times a day um, the game would decide that everybody needed to get to, to work or whatever. So like for the most part, your traffic would be fine. But then at rush hour, it would just be a disaster. But so much of a disaster that like, you know, ambulances and fire trucks would get stuck in the traffic and couldn't make it to the places that they needed to go to. So. Oh my God. I always have this paranoia in games that like that, that hell, that the devil is sat there, right? And he's like coding and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to make it so however you play this game you you come up with a brilliant idea but I'm always going to fuck you like I'm always going to find a way to make it so the traffic doesn't fucking work and I feel like so many times in games I get to these these sort of situations where I've spent far too long trying to fix something which I hate I hated I hate the whole experience of trying to fix it yeah um yet that hours go by and I'm like, fuck this. But it's like, I can't stop. It's very, and I think that's part of it with the same thing with Factorio, right? It's like, it's like, it's a chore. It's a tedious chore, okay, to to build this stuff and do this stuff over and over again. And, and honestly, like Factorio does have blueprints and things like this to make it simpler. You know, once you've built something once, you can just copy paste it. Yeah. Um, as long as you've built the tech to support you doing that, it's, it. but, 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 but certainly like, 
like there are just these uh, very tedious things. And what you said, Pflex, is that you know you like to the chaos, you like the randomness, you like decisions, you like to make choices. Like, like in Rimworld, my favorite part is very when different. We we get some weird thing happening that's unpredictable, and I, I love that. Like I, I I my favorite kind of gameplay is like the kind that emerges from a fairly simple setup, like Rimworld. Yeah, and then the layers of stuff that you add on top add complexity, but there's still this very lifelike random event coming out that sort of you know changes things. I like that rather than predictable, methodical, almost like chore like, like you said, tidying up as a game. To me, well, the equivalent to doing your chores would be Factorio, where you can plan it out and be maximum efficiency. And some people love that. Factorio does have um, aliens that attack you, which is. I guess kind of random. And the way that they work is they get mm. um, bigger and they attack more the more you pollute. Right. So, like, there's there's that to it. I mean, it's not like, yeah, there's a lot of tidying up. There's no denying it. But there is, like, there is elements of having to have turrets filled with ammo to, you know, and, like, some defenses and stuff, too. But do you ever get a boomalope, a boomalope becoming self-tamed and then exploding no, in your No, but I mean, it's crop. not, it's not <laughs> You know, like you're, you're comparing two things no, no, that, no, no, but, you know, no, no, like no, this I'm not, I'm not game just doesn't them. have I'm, those mechanics I'm, I'm whatsoever. I'm saying that's what I prefer over right, sure. the other. Like, yeah. No, I totally get it. And I, I, I think that they are very different games with very different gameplay experiences. And I think that, um, I think that in some ways you are just yeah, going through the motions, right? If you like right? logistics and engineering and stuff like that, you will probably... You probably like Factorio. You know what I mean. Like if you like, if you like moving lots of things from one place to another. I mean, you don't really do anything like that in RimWorld. Like the yeah, like yeah. get getting efficient in RimWorld. I think uh, I I think like the the sort of scope of it is probably just having like a a good kill box or whatever. You know what I mean. Like otherwise having somehow it, having colonists that putting that your don't medicine just... next to your med bay. <laughs> you know, like or, or like scientists get <laughs> your uh, colonists just getting fucked off and being like, you know what? It's too dark in here. I'm gonna start attacking people. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the bonkers stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, Rimworld's great. I pre- played it recently. I haven't played it for a long time. Rimworld, funnily enough, is one of my most streamed games like oh, i was looking yeah, you, at you used I was, to play I was looking loads. at like my top five of games that i've streamed like in the past i don't know how okay. long i've been streaming and rimworld's like number three i think how do you find that what really um That's you just really go there's websites like twitch metrics or twitch track or something hmm. like they usually it usually tells you i'm gonna have a look carry on um <laughs> that's interesting yeah so like i apparently just have played hundreds of hours of rimworld without even realizing it like but i mean it's a great game oh tell me about it no i mean i've spent hundreds of hours in rimworld i think the th- the thing that that always frustrates me with rimworld sadly is that the random events are once you've seen them all and there's not that many yeah <laughs> um, yeah sure a, a rabbit has gone crazy uh, yeah, oh, but I mean, pods with radioactive I, it, dust have come down. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, it's a cold snap. So much. Sometimes the game feels a bit oppressive when it layers these things on top of each other, and and it's all it's almost like yeah, okay, you know, like you you think like okay, I have a talk like a, a nuclear winter. All right, well, the worst case scenario would be X happening and then X happens. And you're like, all right, well, you know, like it's, it feels like a bit bullshitty. Like even with Randy Random or whatever, right. you know, it, it's almost like parts of that are just scripted to just really try to fuck you or poke at your defenses. And I get it. And it's, and, and overall, I think it's fine, but I still get frustrated by it sometimes because it just right. doesn't feel, 
authentic, I guess. Like it, it, it just does feel sort of like, um, you know, it's like a predetermined thing that like once one thing happens, it, it's likely that the other thing will, or, you know, X, Y, or Z that would be like worst case scenarios will come coupled with it. And then you're just like kind of stuck with it. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I think this is something about like how long a game should be as well. Like I think sometimes games don't like the roguelike genre has come along and it's really kind of put a put a put a tight kind of and also Fortnite and games like this and Battle Royale games where they've kind of put this tight time limit on how long the gameplay experience is, right? It's like you're gonna start at the beginning, you're gonna build up, you're gonna do stuff, you're gonna get the guys. That's always the best bit. And it's the same in Civ and it's the same in everything. It's you know, you want it to be a certain game length before you can start again and try something new and try some new stuff and and not get too complicated. You know, you don't want to um, spend too long on one thing, right? And so yeah. I think with RimWorld, it feels like sometimes you put a lot of time in and then suddenly something will go wrong and you'll just lose your sort of 60-hour playthrough or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a bit more of a roguelike, I think. So, yeah. by the way, looking at the list of games streamed, uh, since November 2016, I've streamed 3,630 hours of Dota. Jesus Christ. And then the next is CSGO with yeah. 750 hours, then Tarkov with 630, then Rust, and then, unbelievably, Blood Bowl. But I've well, realized yeah, I mean, those are kind of like your games, though. I mean, that's I pretty good. I haven't played Blood Bowl in ages, and I, I regularly rage on no, installment. No football manager on there, though, which you've No, you've oddly streamed. enough, yeah, yeah, oddly enough, but... um. I think it's over the last uh, four years or whatever. I didn't. I haven't streamed much Football Manager. Jesus. But yeah. I think my top game is Minecraft with like four or five hundred hours streamed. But you you play a lot more games, like a wider I do. Range yeah, of my, games. my 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 I think my variety is wider. Another one for me is Overwatch, which I streamed a lot of. Um, oh, so that's in right. my top. So that so I've got Minecraft, Overwatch, RimWorld. Fallout 4, which I've streamed a ton of. Yeah, God. And um, what was the other one? I can't remember the... Oh, Among Us now, because I've streamed a lot of Among Us more recently mm, sort of thing. I'm surprised that's as high yeah, as it is. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but like of all the games, I think Oxygen Not Included was was up there, but I think like Among Us has overtaken it now. But yeah, wow! It's like quite, quite a, quite a wide variety. Tarkov's coming up the list. Oh, Tarkov's as well, on now. my list. It was on my list, but it's not uh, sixth. Sixth on your list. Tarkov is. Yeah, I mean, I streamed not like not this wipe. I haven't streamed it much at all. But like the when we used to play it a lot, Flex. Like what was like two wipes ago? Yeah, I played it and streamed it a ton. I, th- I think we might. Yeah, I think it might have been two wipes. Ago. Yeah, wipes because I, ago. I know that. Yeah, so they wipe the server. Um, completely so you have to restart basically like everything you lose everything you're back to level one all your skills are cast this is what people want people really want wipes i like it's it's a weird thing to say but like yeah no you're right i mean if you look (laughs) at the you look at the banks of the thames river like man there's wet there's wipes everywhere there too (laughs) people love wipes wipes. It's 2021. No one wipes with with paper. You use wipes now. Like the, the there's no achievement if you've just got a billion rubles and you're a full hideout and there's no quest to do and nothing. Like what's yeah. the point? It, there, there's yeah. no scoreboard or anything, so it, it just becomes pointless. But, but usually yeah, the wipe comes with some new revised mechanics and stuff. Right. So yeah. it's it makes it more interesting. It's a bit like I guess in some ways maybe it's a bit like Poe, but it's it, instead of like a full expansion to refresh everything and a wipe to play on, it's just a couple of 
you know, patches, yeah. new patches. Well, this does feel like that. Yeah, that, that does feel like the middle ground now. You don't tend to get new games designed that are stat- as static and as standing still. Uh, unless as, unless as you're Blizzard MMOs. who still do things yeah. like they did 25 years ago. It's it's interesting. Like, they're the two choices, really, in terms of you you have your... Your your regular wipes, or you have your <laughs> the game wipe itself. You know, scented like, wipes, sense, like <laughs> fragrance, <laughs> lightly fragranced wipes, auto wiper. Yeah. Oh man, holy crap! Lots of you wiping. You know, they they keep talking about stuff they're going to add to Tarkov. You know, you know the the weird relationship between like people that are playing a game and the devs is that you kind of trust them to get why everybody likes this game. Yeah. And then you, you read about some of the plans that games like, I soon we're going to add so-and-so. And everybody's like, oh my God, please don't do that. So one of the things they're talking about is, is adding traps to the game that you can plant. Like, I don't know what those traps would be like, but presumably things that explode and, and wound you. And I think that would be disastrous for the game. I think it would be really, really unfun to people just planting mines and tripwires and stuff around the place and some people are like oh no that would sound that sounds like quite fun it's a bit like it's a bit like techies in dota yeah. 2 some people think right. this changes the game so much this one hero that it's actually not fun even if it's not that effective it ruins the game for everybody else in it and i feel the same way about traps in in uh in tarkov i'm sure i would have fun watching no but i I mean i can imagine them putting it in though because i think that as for all the sort of complaints about gameplay and or or you know praise about gameplay and stuff i think they are trying to make something kind of realistic or whatever oh yeah so i think i think on that basis alone possibly they would put them in but i think that it would slow down the game like crazy oh that's what that was what i was saying was it's already people don't move around that much not much no and it's definitely gotten slower i noticed like even People still like hatchet run or like, you know, rat and stuff like that. But like the mechanics around that has changed a lot now, too. But, um, you know, if they were to put traps and stuff in, man, it would take you forever to get through one building, right? You wouldn't be able to just charge in or else you would just get your legs blown off, right? But worse than that, if you do see someone and they run away from you, you can't chase them. Yeah, yeah, because you don't know what what traps they've left behind. But And imagine entering a door now. What, are you going to have to check for traps on the door? Yeah. Carefully open the door. You've got to check for tripwires. I mean, I think we're basing this on like call of duty where you just press the button and then instantly the trap is up if i think if tarkov were to do it it would be like it would take 20 seconds of holding a button to like you know set it up or something like that you know what i mean all i'm I'd- saying is the extract points are already risky enough now yeah. imagine if people are just putting fucking bombs everywhere what do you and think of the new one you- on reserve with where you turn the power on and then you can get well, out the one in the one down in d2 with the really big i, uh, I use it all the time i love the big it. sliding it's door my, it's yeah, yeah it's great my, isn't my it my favorite before that getting out of reserve was fucking awful so yeah yeah well you had b- bunker right but then or train but like i mean train meant you so, had to hang around for fucking 30 minutes no bunker yeah. you had to go through the most dangerous part of the map and then fight potentially raiders and was then sit for 20 the seconds yeah, time. all the yeah. time so obviously so now there's actually a way out what happens is that you as the players take control of the game and you find certain things and certain things become fun i'm sure that tarkov didn't intend to develop this kind of chad slash rat kind of duality right yeah in, in their game no they weren't expecting it to be like that at all but i think that's what's developed and and in the sense some people 
what you get is you get these two different communities in the game who like to play in a certain way or like to or prefer to play in a certain way and when you start getting a big community of when you when you want to reach out to new players and bring them in you know everyone's going to have a different opinion and i think when you you're very paralyzed when you're a developer because you can't satisfy everyone with your stuff that you put in and, and almost like you're gonna you know injure certain groups of people i think i think the, the, the what you have to do is you just have to have your finger on the pulse right you have to be be down there in your game playing actively yeah. every day passionate about it those are the people who know the community really know what the game needs you know most of all to make it good and sometimes that's not adding fucking traps or whatever it's sometimes fixing a massive problem with the game there, there is a big know, problem with the game that they need to fix the desync and um, oh my god the desync is insane sometimes. and there's also issues like that they call it peaker's advantage and I, you can watch clips of this all over the place a lot of the time the person who's running at you and being super aggressive you just can't hit them no like you're shooting and they're just if they're moving you'll the, clearly the see bullets so land bad. and they just won't register yeah and it's at like no yeah. you didn't didn't get him he, he got you it's like okay and you see people People get the very frustrated. Yeah. The thing is, that's not going to bring in money, is it? Right? If you advertise your game and, and you're like, okay, this 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 month we got Pika's advantage being fixed, <laughs> it's not it's not going to bring in new people, right? Whereas if you say we got traps and zeppelins, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the president dropping it by helicopter, you know what I mean? It's like I agree. we got Fort Knox. You know, however, that, that sells that sells new players. I will right? say this. However, there are a lot of big streamers that stream Tarkov, and I think if they quit the game and got sick of it and moved on to something else and complained a lot i think that would drive the player base down and yeah. i think you're right a lot of those people like i saw shroud losing his shit the other day because he got he got uh desynced and and um not desynced but the peaker's advantage and the rush's advantage was ridiculous and he had this guy cold he's like and the guy just like one bangs it's like what the fuck is happening like what's happening on screen is not what's happening behind the scenes and that's frustrating is yeah. that you expect and also like in csgo you expect that holding an angle is going to have some advantage because i'm you know you don't know exactly where i am i've got you I, i've lined up where you would be and it doesn't make a difference in talk of you can just fucking blap people and it's just kind of silly but i think you just have to change the way you play but that kind of frustration does uh i think it seeps into the community from these influences. and it's funny how like it's, it's a similar thing with sacriel right because i saw he posted like um that he had this whole like two hours of hell where he went in with a full two million gear and just got hacked hacked to death by shot through the floor yeah. right. at spawn and then you know killed by some other bullshit and then killed by some other bullshit and then desyncing for another hour and it just like like kind of grinded him down but obviously he's still playing it actively every day and you know it, it doesn't even care there's nothing that's like that's, really the, that's the thing there's no game but, but if, like if you have enough of those bad experiences they are gonna grind you down and you're going to find a game yeah, that yeah. doesn't have that, that that i mean this is why people are playing tarkov i guess because it gives them an experience that the other games didn't right yeah like, yeah like PUBG and and whatever came before that world war z god knows it's um, just it's got it's got it all like it's got the combination of really genuinely very tense firefights and action it's a very pretty game the sound design is incredible like, there's yeah. so many sound effects it's incredible um the weather effects and everything i mean there'll be bits where as a sniper i'm watching an area and the cloud cover changes and that means i can't see or then suddenly the sun comes out and you can suddenly see a lad and it's like oh shit the sun came out and now i can see him and, and now i shoot him and so, you know little details like that that are really really immersive um but then i think nikita is the head 
game designer and the yeah. sort of the, the guy, he keeps saying things like, "We want to add gun jamming into the game." Yeah, yeah. Can you they imagine how frustrating it would stuff, be yeah. for you to come around the corner and just go, and your gun is jammed, and you have to drop back a clear? I mean, it's just more chaos. Yeah, it would drive people crazy. That's it what you be... want. You want chaos, but that's what you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. That you wanted chaos. But that's the thing. But... I don't mind that because I, I run cheap shit and go in with like a, yeah. a crappy SMG. So if I die and it's a funny death, that's fine. But when, if you're Chad, they got my goddamn gun. This is bullshit. And they're gonna lose their shit. They want it to be this I mean, perfect I, uh, yeah. competitive shooter. I looked at this thing. this thing and it was like I, I was watching this 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 talk by this game dev guy some time ago, and he basically was describing how there are these like pillars of game design, and one of them is to have a a stable game economy, if you like, and a hacking free economy, and actually building that in as one of your five things. It's like it's as important as the gameplay oh, yeah. to have like no hackers, you know. And it feels like Battlestate games, like like Tarkov, is like some company where you, you it's not on steam you know you have to actually buy it on their website yeah. it's not cheap people put lots of money in yeah. if you if there's a hacker you you would assume that they have a couple of people just bam let's just ban this guy and then he has to pay 50 quid to buy the game again like they do but that's hell. the thing like they don't it it doesn't it it's not a massive deterrent like there's they exist like apex legends i used to play was had tons of hackers like it just it it's just uh it's just one of those things like i don't think they're ever ahead of the game with people creating hacks it feels like it should be such a priority some people just them, seek though, them like, out they want them you know like some cultures the, sort of promote you know, winning it's almost at any like having cost a bug in your game like, that you need to fix. You know, you need to build these facilities in any way. Yeah. Maybe I'm just ranting about it. But I, yeah, I think a lot of people are just, it's just guys in an office who don't really, they don't have anyone even thinking about banning the hackers. You know, there's there's no there's no process at they've, all. For uh, it, actually, probably. interestingly, they've just brought in, I think it was yesterday or the day before, a new Overwatch system in Dota. They called it Overwatch, which is what they called it in CSGO. And essentially, uh, the community reports people and then i think <laughs> okay. the community uh decides whether someone's cheating or not which it never it doesn't work it didn't work in csgo no um you can have people reporting people for uh bad usernames you know abusive language and sure. stuff like that because there's a log and presumably someone somewhere reads it and goes yeah this person's banned but and occasionally you get a message that pops up says action was taken against a player you reported but a lot of the time it doesn't yeah i mean i i message people that i know at valve directly if i feel like there's something really bad that they need to see i'm like look this guy look at this guy and they're just like okay <laughs> I'll, I'll pass it on to the band team it's like that's all you can do like that's the best i can do wow. is email someone but most people don't have access to that kind of stuff and I don't know if it even ever leads to anything. You'd think it would be quite a simple process, right? Like, someone files a report, a copy of that game is, like, filed away as a replay. The dev, the, you know, whoever's going through the report right, just looks at the first one. This is clearly hacking. Some, just a guy, assigned one guy. You just assign a guy right. to do at this. At Valve, they don't have anyone like yeah, that. But they, yeah, but they ban these guys and then they just come back. They just create new accounts. They, whatever, they just buy the game again. Like, Well, that's great. That's monetizing it, you know? But I know, but that's... That, but that way, that guy... What you're describing is is what is in place now. <laughs> That's how it works right, right I now. See. It's you know they they ban people as best they can, and then those people just come back with new accounts. I don't know how many times I would come back and pay fifty quid if I was banned every day, though. No, Jane. but you you when was the last time you got a hack for a game? And you know what I mean? Like you you can't get into the it's a different mentality, menta like their mindset because it's just completely like I. 
I've never downloaded a hack for a game. I've never felt like I wanted to even, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't imagine how yeah. these people just operate generally. Like, it's Can we cut, a... cut to a picture of Spiff sweating and looking left and right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like especially like a, like a online competitive games against other people, you know, where there's a ladder and stuff like that. What's the point? I mean, I, I don't I don't see what satisfaction you get from it. You know what I mean? Like I would have thought that you're if you're playing that in the first place, you're legitimately trying to get better at the game so that you can climb on the ladder and that is where the satisfaction comes from like no you 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 must just feel yourself cheated all the time if you're if you're having to cheat and knowing that any progress you've made is based off having a massive advantage i wonder how people who cheat on exams but i think i think if you're one of these if you've cheated on an exam right do you go through your whole life feeling like a kind of like you, you, or do you think? Well, I've got one over on those fuckers. You no, know? I don't think so. Really, it's a means to an end, isn't it? Like, it, uh, yeah, at least there's some definitive goal. Yeah, like I, I need to get like, these exams to get this job, and then I'll figure it out from there. And then, sure, who knows? Maybe you fucked up in the exam and you cheated and got through it, and then maybe you have a successful career. That's the hope. But cheating in a video game, like, but che- like che- even cheating an exam to get somewhere, like. If you if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna to to get found out pretty quickly, right? Like it's. Oh yeah, you'd think so, but the, but at least they have a goal in mind. Yeah, sure. Like the the cheating is literally that they just get pleasure from cheating. It's it's that's all it is. Like they love it. I mean, with... and you, there's you, you see videos of of uh, I know that there was a guy on the talk of subreddit posted. He he got into this cheaters Discord, which sounds like hell. Yeah, and he was in there and played with them, and he filmed it. And recorded all their audio and everything like that. And they just went on to labs and killed everybody with their cheats and everything. And then yeah. the guy was like bragging about it. What I'm gonna watch me clear this map, lads. Like it's a skill thing. Killed everything. And of course, of course he did it. I mean, he did it yeah. because he can one tap everybody perfectly. Well, and he can anything. see where everybody is. Right. Like most of them can ridiculous. see, you know, outlines of players through walls and stuff. Right. Like a lot of these hacks are like fairly advanced right like and they could right. toggle them and stuff as well like it's yeah but they were so happy talking about like this stuff like this week uh, as i was playing escape from tarkov not tarkov so i was playing <laughs> dice sphere program right, right. um because i wouldn't be able to pay attention so i was watching because i watched night we watched night stalker all of us watched it last last yeah. week and i moved on to the netflix show uh, I am a killer, or whatever. Oh, I, I was sorry. I saw the. Um, I was watching like the trailer for that, but I just. So there's two series of it, and basically, it's it's it feels like a lockdown show in a sense. Yeah, that don't they interview in... people who are like on death row and stuff, and they talk about? Yeah, like, so they go what into these prisons, and they they basically just talk to death row oh, inmates. Oh yeah, that 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 yeah yeah yeah. So is it any good? First of all, it's it's bizarrely formulaic and repetitive and the stories that you get out of these people are almost almost the same every time that i've written it down but it falls into like sort of a couple of categories right so most criminals that they seem to have on the show are death row inmates who tended to have done their crimes when they were young okay so either 16 17 18 or 19 and usually they're still on death row because their sentence was commuted or at least they've, they've come off of death row relatively not recently or in the last sort of 20 years mm. because um, they, they, there was a law passed that said, actually, if someone did a capital murder when they were 16, they can't be on death sure. row. Right. Right. Um, and so that, so these people often did their crime when they were young and 
in a sense, like there is like an element of they were just young and stupid, right? There's this and there's this great episode where there's a DA um, who actually did a lot of stuff, really stupid criminal stuff when he was young, but he's now the DA and he's deciding whether someone who was, you know, his, so he's sat there on his, in his plush leather chair yeah. saying, you know, well, it doesn't matter. These guys done the crime and in Texas we kill them kind of thing, yeah. you know, and they're like, but you know, you did a very, you could have very easily done something almost the same. And you in fact did do, did go to prison you know, for something. Uh, uh, can you see how you would be in the similar... I'm not trying to defend... Anyway, it's really interesting because you've got... On one hand, you've got these criminals who obviously did these terrible things. Um, and a lot of the time when you're interviewing them, they go one of two ways, okay? They either are completely admitting what they did. They're really embarrassed about it. They're really... They're like, I was young and stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. It was a terrible thing. I shouldn't have done it. I was an idiot, right? The other thing is they have this story that they've been telling or maybe telling themselves, but telling ever since. And it's it's obviously not true, um, or at least, but but they're convinced that it is. They've almost told themselves the story so mm. many times that when they're then confronted in the interview with like, well, you've just told us this story. We've gone back and checked it. This is what everyone else has to say. They're almost shocked. They're like, well, I don't remember it that way. Have I been... Is, What's going on? Like, like they're very confused, and then you've got the victims who, again, sometimes are completely forgiving and like, look, I realised that he killed my dad. I I can't believe it, but I've forgiven him. I hope he gets out one day. You know, he seems like a changed man. And the other people who are completely the other way, yeah. completely the other side, and are like, I hope he dies. I I want him to die. That's the only you know my my dad's not here, so why doesn't why is he here? Kind of thing. Like, and it's it's really amazing to see these the, the differences between people's feelings about about these these so activities. Is it worth watching? I think it, it kind of is, just because like sometimes it's quite surprising. And in in a sense, the way it's sort of set up is you get this guy who's killed all these people, and he tells his story or her story. Right. Um. The the the, the female ones are actually more interesting. They're they're in the second season, and so. So her story is this thing and then you go to the um victims and they tell what they think and then you finally go to the police and the the, the lawyers who are involved and they tell their thing right. and you realize that actually you know the the criminal telling their story left out a lot of stuff well okay. of course <laughs> i mean they will uh, the do very right? convenient stuff which really kind of changes the narrative quite dramatically and I don't know whether, you know, they just don't remember or... Do you think it's a defense mechanism to cope? If you're locked of alone... Of course it is. For years I really think years it is. With this yeah, yeah, I really think it is. it is. Yeah. You, you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process of justifying it to yourself so that you can, you're not, like, constantly just feeling like shit about it, Driven right? mad or, with uh, yeah. guilt, right? Yeah. Because some the way it sets up is you meet this criminal, they obviously look like a scary criminal. Some of them look like they've had chemotherapy, you know, because they're pale, they're wearing this, like, they're not very well nourished, they've got terrible teeth, they've often not got much hair, they look awful, you know, these people who are in prison. Like me. And they, they come yeah. out <laughs> and they tell you this terrible fucking tale of how they were... You know, I was just sat in a car and my friend went and killed someone and I got done for capital murder. I never
never even pulled the trigger. I never even done anything, you know, and I'm now here and I've spent 50 years of my life in prison for capital murder. And then, you know, that's like, oh God, and you're like, holy shit, this guy, this is a complete injustice. What's going on? And then it goes to the victims and they're like, well, this is sort of, and you're sort of learning more and you're like, oh, okay, well, so maybe he was more involved than he said. And then the next guy's like, well, you got to remember this guy also shot a guy in the stomach the week before. Yeah. Right. Kind of thing. And it's like, okay, so this guy actually is kind of... And you're looking at a lot of stuff in isolation too. Like if there's not too much... I mean, they'll talk about like the crime they committed, but like it, uh, it's important to know like their their sort of like past and stuff as well, right? Like, usually it's not just uh, a case of like, oh yeah, this guy murdered one person or two people. There's there's definitely like things that lead up to that too, right? Like yeah. this guy, this guy wasn't like uh, baking brownies for the local church and then one day decided. Hang on, I am going to um, just abandon my normal average life and now murder two Kill people. Kill three people yeah. with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, like- there's <laughs> definitely other things that sort of um, lead up to it. And there's probably other, um, you know, like assaults or maybe murders there's, that you there's, don't there's know loads, about. Or- there's loads of really interesting... Yeah. Everyone's story is slightly different, right? One guy is like, like felt like he was hearing voices from the devil that were telling him to do stuff yeah. and sort of did things that, that indicated that and one guy was like you know really upset about a relationship and sort of just got really lost his mind one guy was drunk one guy was on drugs you know and so it was all like they they it, you you do feel sympathy for some of these these folks but some of the folks you you don't feel any right. sympathy for no, you're like, yeah. god i'm glad this guy's locked away but sometimes them being locked away is this torture in itself and that leads them to do even worse things you know sometimes they they're like well you know i wanted to they took me off death row. And so in order to get back on death row, I killed my cellmate, you know, <laughs> yeah, I strangled right. him. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> you know, because apparently death row is quite cushy, apparently compared really? to like, oh, I guess you're not well, in general what, population, are you? I think you're not in general population. You get like regular meals. Isolated. You're like, I don't know. It's weird. Like in a sense, like apparently being on death row is almost like to this one guy that I was like in one of the episodes. So he's, he's keen to be on death row. Because um, he wants to die, he and some of them are like, you know, I'm guilty. I did it. You know, the law is to kill me. Why aren't they killing me? Right. Kind of thing. He's like frustrated. And but but then again, like I'm sure there's ways that if you really wanted to go out, you could go out in jail, right? I guess. Um, just um, make the big boss a, angry in a blaze of glory. <laughs> just demand a jugging. Just do something that demands oh continual day day by day jugging. No, I, I've been watching a completely different show. Yeah, I'm not. Which I'm is not much happy. more cheerful. It's it's not cheerful. It's it, I'm not gleeful about it either. It was it really made me think. But I I I did. I did ex- enjoy the experience. So anyway, call call my agent. Watch Call My Agent. It's a French uh, comedy drama about um, <clears throat> a talent agency for actors. And it's very good. Right out of the box. First episode is really good. And yeah, it's just, it's a really good, funny show. It is in French with subtitles. So the problem is I watch a couple of episodes before I go to bed. And when I'm trying to get to sleep, all I can hear is... Like I'm just hearing French words in my head. It's really good though. I recommend it. Yeah. I watched. Um, I, I probably mentioned it, but um, if you guys still haven't seen it, you should watch Gomorrah. It's the Italian. Um, the it's Italian with English subtitles. It's like four seasons. It's like about the um, the Camorra in right, the, right. in Naples. It's, it's based, based on the movie, right? Which was, uh, which was yeah. Really it's the the yeah. It's that Robert Saviano who was like kind of like a whistleblower for the for the mafia. Oh, for these in on Italy, my list for, uh, who wrote for this it. Week. And, Thank um, you. 
It's uh, it's a really good one. Thank you very Speaking much. Speaking of oh, and Dark as well, which I did you watch Dark Flax? Yeah, we've like we spoken yes. about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, really, really thought that was all right. Yeah. Foreign, foreign, foreign TV series with subtitles. Got to love them. Man. So here's my yeah, question, well, some, right? Some really good all stuff. The, the, there's loads of famous French actors in the show who are big in France, and they're like I, I thought they were actors playing actors, but they're the yeah. actual actors. Right. And if you look them up, they are actual actors. So their talent that they get in and that they are representing are actual professional french actors that are known they're like famous which is quite funny so it'd be like you know the agent suddenly in comes i don't know tom hiddleston or someone like that you know or whatever um so that's quite funny but you miss out on that because i don't know who any of these actors are right so i'm some of the jokes might be about the fact that oh look can you imagine if uh said this (laughs) you know so that element of it is lost to me but it's clear that there is a french film industry making films just for the french well, uh, I mean, I think most countries do have that. Where's ours? Right? Well, English. Yeah, name films there's... that we make that are released in fr- in England just for English people and don't really get get sold overseas. Oh, there's been a couple. Like, it's not. I would. I, I <laughs> wouldn't BBC say that it's like. Of shows. There's 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 definitely been a couple though. N- like, name three um, in the last few years that you would say were in the last films three released. years. I yeah, don't yeah. know, but like historically, I'd say like. <laughs> Waking Ned Divine. <laughs> um, I don't. I can't imagine that that translates well outside of the UK. This is a TV series for a start, Flex, not a, not a film. You're talking right. About but my point is that these actors in it, the ones that they're representing, yeah, are, are they actual t- like TV actors? Film actors. No, these are film actors. And there is a big French film industry that makes films for France. Yeah. That are we don't see them. We don't. You know. We're not. I mean, aware they of have them. A, a a massive music industry as well in France, and that music you'll unlikely hear anywhere outside right. of France. So where is the British film industry? What happened to it? We got fucked. There's, there's, no, there's loads I of think films. I think there is still like a, like a fair amount of, of British I films. Disagree. I, I can't of think of... I don't here. have examples for you, but if you look into it, you'll you'll probably be I, I don't surprised. think it's anywhere near as big as you think. I think it well, used maybe, to be a lot maybe bigger. Maybe it's not as big as France's, but France have a very sort of... Um, their approach to um, uh, maintaining their culture is different to anywhere else as yeah, well, Yeah, they give I a argue. shit about it. Well, I'm yeah, just pissed off. They, Why aren't we doing We produce so many great actors. And watch a Hollywood film, and, and the half the fucking actors in it are either British or the Aussies or the Kiwis or something. Yeah, but that's... The, it's, Where the, why aren't we making movies with these we fucking all, people? We, we all speak English, so there's always going to be that crossover for sure, right? Like, uh, like an English actor is just going to be, at some point in their career, is going to aspire to go to America and, and, and break America, right? I understand like that. I understand that. But where the English film industry at? That's all I'm saying. Let's make some more movies, people. I, I know there's someone P-Flex. out there listening to this who's got their tweet, finger on the tweet button. At him. Tweet at PFLAX all the great British movies that have been made in the last five that years. That were released in Britain. Yeah. Think of more examples than just Waking Ned Divine, which is the only one I can think of. That and is and like, Lesbian okay. Vampire Killers with, I think that Lesbian was James Vampire. Corden or someone like that. Like I'm talking about, I'm asking people to just give me examples of films that were made in Britain didn't go outside Britain much the way the French did. And obviously in France, there's a difference is it's in French. So a lot of the movies that are in French, it's not going to, you know, people don't want to watch subtitles. Yeah. I get it. So our film industry, because it's in English, could appeal to a lot of the world. What I'm saying is a lot of the time you do get some films made like, well, film for funding and all this kind of stuff, but not at the same volume that the French do. Why no. not? What happened? Um, give me some examples. If you think the British film industry is alive and well and cranking out movies, Give me some examples, because I, I am struggling. There are definitely some. 
like yeah, train, yeah. train spotting, for example. And I think yeah. when they, they made the other one, but I don't know if Hollywood money was involved. Waking in Ned that. Divine, for example. Yeah, fucking this this fucking Waking <laughs> Ned Divine. <laughs> that's twenty years. That's nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, there you go. Nineteen ninety eight. I just remember seeing trailers for it, like when I was working at Blockbuster, funnily enough, at the time, and uh, it, it had just come out. And there were commercials for it. And I remember thinking at the time, fuck me, like this movie will never leave the UK. Like there's no way any <laughs> other country in the world understands, That's you the know, thing. this it fucking Irish guy. It was like the father the Ted of movies. Like it was just such a weird, I don't know. It was funny. All right. I'm interested to see him as well. See, no, 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 I'm not and, saying like, I don't know. If some, someone comes at me and says like, oh, Harry Potter or something like that. I'm talking about films that were made for Britain. Like, this would not translate. Like Sips is, is saying, this would not translate outside Britain. The people just won't get it. We may try and sell it over there, but but where are the films just that, that are, like, so UK-centric that they would never sell internationally? And I think that French film industry makes films for France. Do we make... How? Give me some examples of films we've clearly just made for a British films, Well, that's, Films I, is, I, a that's, tough, that's, is a tougher one because of the, the amount of crossover. But, I mean, TV shows, like Lewis was saying, there's... Oh, you, TV there's, is, but doesn't the thing is they, doesn't they all cross over, yeah. right? People love watching the British... The, the things that you would think would be ours, like Great British Bake Off. You know, people in America can't get enough of that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They T- love TV's it. out. I don't want to talk about TV. TV is different. Okay. I'm talking TV's films. Out. I'm talking films, okay? All right, films. Right. Films is a different all game. It's a different, it is. Well, it's not a ball game. It's like a racket game. Um, <laughs> it's it's just going to be like game. really weird shit, like educating Rita and stuff like that, you know? Again, like, that was made in the 80s. I, I know. We've established. I don't but have maybe any that's, modern maybe examples. Maybe that's establishing that there are But I'm just more, saying you know? it'll be shit like that, where it's just like, it'll be so British that it's, it'll just be impossible for any anyone else who's like, you know, not remotely interested to watch or understand. You know what I mean? Like, right. do you, do you, I mean, are you talking about things like Paddington and Kingsman and Dunkirk? All those are clearly Hollywoodish movies, or what? You know, those are yeah, they're usually are. English talking- studios that line into Hollywood, though, right? Like, there's, I mean, to 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 film in England with like mostly an English cast and and everything is, I I would say that like a lot of the production would have been British. For sure. Right. Uh, but, but maybe money coming from America. Right. And also, it's clearly made with them in mind sort of thing. Right. But so, like, the Inbetweeners movie, for example. My friend, I was playing Tarkov with my mate Bob last night, and we were talking about Yeah, well, about that's this. based on a TV show, though. Right. But they love the Inbetweeners in the States. Right. It, it was a big hit. I don't know why, because it feels very British to me, but it, it does. It was apparently quite successful over there. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is What's weird. the other one? Maybe Skins. It's... There's like an American version. Most of like the Strictly Come Dancing, Dancing on Ice, all that shit, like, um, you know, like Pop Idol, all that crap that made it over to America in one, right. one, one shape or form or whatever. There's definitely like a big export industry in britain for um formats and stuff right right the bbc for example have made fucking millions off of exporting formats to other countries not just america like australia canada everywhere else as well yeah yeah but the big one at the moment the masked singer it's south korean oh is it oh so what that's on itv right yes i think the voice is another one that that went over to america eventually well it was a bbc show that then itv bought the rights to because they were gonna they were gonna ditch it but now that's made it over to other countries and stuff as well like yeah i don't know it's the the funniest thing about watching mars singer is that my kids don't know who any of the celebrities are none uh, but, but the other way around though it's it doesn't 
seem to hold true really like what what shows do we have that are sort of like popular in britain that are based on formats from like say america for example like i can't may like maybe in more general sense like like the kind of like uh like the genre like the sitcom genre or whatever maybe that's changed a bit more but like i'm I'm trying to think of like you know like in america they'll have like say survivor or i guess maybe the apprentice the apprentice did the Apprentice start as a, an American I'm show? Not or was sure. that, I'm not sure. Was that the other way around? Like I, 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 I can't, can't think of. I can't really think off the top of my head of any Wasn't shows that Shark, we would have Im, Im, imported as formats. You know, what I, I, mean? I, I think generally speaking, if a if a format is successful um, in the in America, they can just export it here. I know, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. What, right, right. But what I'm saying is they'll just give us the American show. Yeah, well, we don't re, we don't feel a need to remake it. The Americans right, feel a right. big need to remake it. So, by the way, Dragon's Den was based on a Japanese show, right? And uh, what about um, Big Brother? Where did that originate? I think that was. I think Holland. that was. Uh, was it Dutch. first in yeah. Holland? Yeah. Bloody Holland! Bloody Dutch coming up with creative ideas. Always creative makes like, so, tulips. So The Apprentice was stuff. an American show. All right. So that, yeah. And so we, that started we, in that it. format was imported then. Yeah. I'm surprised how even like a lot of uh, we 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 don't even know a lot of American reality TV that's going on. Oh, and stuff. So no, I mean cultural stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so sports. Many. You know, we don't know anything about American sports going on. All that. We don't hear anything no. about it. It's really interesting. I mean, occasionally the Super Bowl. It's really interesting what stays within countries. Yeah, yeah. news kind of comes out, right? It's really interesting. Uh, Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Great week. We got stuff to do. Have a good one. Fuck. You got stuff to do. Keep your interesting up. week. We'll see. We'll see if um, we'll see what happens with Blockbuster Video <laughs> next week. Yeah. A- apparently, uh, AMC, AMC Cinemas. That's the one that they're going for. We're tracking that story, and uh, we'll have updates for you next week. Hopefully, um, hopefully there's some more movement. Uh, anyway, this is yes. um, Sip signing off. <laughs> 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 bye. All right, bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye.